0: Hello and welcome to the Worst Movies We Own podcast. This is my beautiful wife, Natalie, and I am Bobby. This episode we have watched...
1: Coming to
0: America... From what year, Natalie?
1: 2021.
0: Good morning, my (laughs) neighbours! tell the people at home what the worst movie podcast is all about
1: so bobby and i are married we watch a lot of films together and we have decided to watch the worst dvds we own according to the ratings each one has received on the website letterboxd um we uh, haven't bought any dvds specifically for the podcast it's a mixture of random stuff in box sets charity shop gambles and stuff we've bought that other people just don't enjoy uh, we're hoping to find some real treasures amongst these low-rated films, so we're watching each one with an open mind, hoping for the absolute best.
0: Lovely stuff. Christmas special, Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: And is coming to number America a Christmas movie?
1: Not in the slightest. I think it may be summer for the duration. <laughs> uh, no one mentions Christmas. There is There are no Christmas decorations. There's no snow.
0: Aha, but the first one is... Well, it's not really. The, though, no, is no, it? no. Just Snow doesn't make a film a Christmas It's set thing. at Christmas. Mm. It's set at Christmas. He buys her a lovely Christmas present, at the earrings. Yeah. There's Christmas decorations around. There's Christmas parties. It's a Christmas movie coming to America, one. Coming to America, two. Belated, 33 years later. Mm-hmm. Not a Christmas movie. So I'm very sorry if you only tuned in because you wanted the snow is falling all around there's children playing having fun kind of episode it's not that is it
1: no next year we will watch an actual Christmas film for our Christmas episode
0: but again 1988's coming to America biggest film of the year
1: yeah
0: was a sequel to a Christmas movie
1: because it was a sequel to Trading Trading Places
0: it's not really a sequel I mean there are three characters who come back from Trading Places isn't it
1: yes but it's part (laughs) of the extended universe
0: (laughs) Duke and their driver
1: I thought it
0: wasn't the same driver. No, it's the same driver as the Duke and Duke now drives the limos for the Zoom And
1: it's the same guy
0: in this one as well. Oh, no, he, I don't think he turns up. He, he might be dead.
1: Oh, we're talking about the original one now yeah, being yeah. a sequel. Right, okay, that's fine. Yeah,
0: he might yeah. be dead. <laughs> 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 that dead. That, 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 that silent man who drives the the limo in both films, he might be dead.
1: He's very good.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he's a great actor because he really gets across his point without any lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's probably fair to say, even if Coming to America 2 is not a Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. it probably is fair to say that Coming to America, the original, Mm -hmm. is the movie that you must find very annoying to watch with me. Why? Because I sit there quoting everything before it happens or say this is a good bit and pretty much every scene I love. I'm too excited watching it.
1: You don't think it's
0: better than Trading Places, though? I don't. I don't. I think Trading Places is a far funnier film. It's got far more to say. Yeah. Uh, Every aspect of Trading Places works. uh, But I'd say Coming to America, even though it's not the funniest Eddie Murphy film, Mm -hmm. is probably the most well-made Eddie Murphy film. The romance part of it, Mm. the musical numbers, the the makeup effects. Yeah. uh, It's... it kind of stands the test of time really, really well. There's nothing particularly um, racist in the movie. Whereas Train Places, there are times where you know you kind of go, oh, "I'm glad we've got this on physical media before they don't show it anymore." Yeah, Dan
1: Aykroyd and <laughs> the
0: shoe polish. Dan Aykroyd has a little bit of shoe polish in place. It's not the only thing that maybe is a little bit questionable about Train Places, but Train Places is clearly the funnier, better film. Yeah. My point is that. John Landis, Eddie Murphy got back together for *Coming to America*, mm-hmm. and they made this brilliant kind of almost callback to your kind of Frank Capra or your screwball comedies. But it's so epic and brilliant, and it even if not every scene is hilarious, it's magical the whole way through. It's a proper romantic fairy tale. I, I, I really love it. I really, really it improves every time I watch it, yeah. and yeah, I'm a big, 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 big fan of *Coming to America*.
1: Yes, it is superb.
0: Not as funny as Beverly Hills Cop, not as funny as Trading Places, not as funny as 48 Hours, but it might be Eddie Murphy's most well-made film
1: more
0: well made than the
1: naughty professor yes because <laughs> they
0: do the makeup in the mo- naughty professor as well. are we going to go down the norbit route on this i've never seen norbit no, i mean either but i think we both know it, it probably would be on this podcast yeah <laughs> or we'll we find could out probably when I buy it we could probably do a whole year of eddie murphy episodes on this podcast and be quite happy mm. doing it be quite happy doing it i don't know if the listeners at home our regulars our thank our hopefuls would, would appreciate such a an annual series, a year-long series, but I think we'd, we'd enjoy watching them.
1: I suppose he's a bit like Adam Sandler in that Adam Sandler's got some really dire films, but then sometimes you watch them and you think, oh, I, I actually enjoyed that. Now I feel a bit dirty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of. We both sat down and watched Jack and Jill, and it's not a good film. It's not as bad as people say it is. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't cover it in the podcast because we've never bought it on physical media. Yet. Yeah. Almost <laughs> <laughs> definitely get bought at a charity shop if be sit for fifty p. Yeah. Why didn't you tell the people at home what the plot of coming to America, America. is? Okay.
1: So when when Prince Hakim becomes king of Zamunda. In a move to fulfil his father's dying wish, he travels to Queen's to locate the bastard son he never knew he had and install him as heir to the Zemundan throne, neglecting the ambition of the eldest of his three daughters to wear the crown herself one day. Akeem not only has to turn an unimpressive New Yorker into an African prince, he also has to contend with his brassy baby mama, a jealous wife, resentful daughters, and the belligerent leader of a neighbouring country. Thankfully, Semi is on hand to help.
0: That is a lovely synopsy. Oh, I
1: could write the back of these DVDs, I,
0: I mean, if that was still, like, a viable profession, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, big question. How much did you want a McDowell's after watching Coming <laughs> to America?
1: I really wanted a McFlurby. I'll never... I mean, of course you put the toppings on the bottom. McDonald's are mental putting them on the top. It's <laughs> a to treat
0: at the
1: box like a screwball that way. They're not...
0: You put it on the bottom. They're not the same they're not dessert. The same. They're not the same yeah. dessert. Clear differences and yeah. you couldn't see.
1: Yeah, you cannot see.
0: Um, If you haven't seen either of the Coming to America movies, then one of the really good jokes of the series is... Um, the father of uh, Eddie Murphy's romantic interest runs his own franchise fast food restaurant called McDowell's, mm-hmm. which is just different enough from McDonald's <laughs> to not be sued. Uh, and uh, they bring it back. There's a Zamundan branch now, yep. and John Amos has a lovely smaller role in the film
1: yeah i was a bit worried that because he turns up at the beginning and then you don't see him for ages and Mm. i was thinking oh maybe maybe he won't be in it again that's a bit of a shame but he does have a nice little bit later on as well
0: pretty much everyone in the first movie returns unless they're dead
1: yeah, but the sister, I really missed her yeah, in this one. Yeah, she's
0: good, yeah. And
1: hopefully she's not dead.
0: Maybe she is. Maybe, but, I mean, again, maybe it's just hard to cry by. You know, maybe she's one of those ones that, yeah, yeah, of course I'll do it, but give me a million pounds. Yeah. And they went, oh, do you no. know what? We don't need you. <laughs> um, They asked Samuel L. Jackson to come back because he plays a robber of MacDowell's oh, yeah. uh, to do pretty much the same scene again. And he was just a little bit too busy. Yeah. Fair enough. And they also asked Eric LaSalle to come back, but he said he was directing episodes of Chicago PD and couldn't find time in his schedule to oh, come back as the heir of Soul Glow. Yeah. I'm, I,
1: that, that was a bit of a gap. I thought you don't even see any Soul Glow adverts or anything, but then does anyone have?
0: Yeah. So like yeah, yeah Soul Glow has, has, <laughs> it would be a difficult product to kind of market anymore, but it is a shame. Uh, According to the trivia, people who attended the premiere of Coming to America, the second one, got a gift bag and it had a bottle of soul glow in it. Oh, nice. Just let your soul glow. Let it all go shining through. Just let your soul glow. Soul glow.
1: We could have played, though, Randy Wilson's hairdresser, because Randy Wilson's still rocking the old... uh, Old time, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, do that's that's right. Also, Randy Wilson, sexual chocolate. He could have possibly, um, and we have. There's a spoiler there because you know oh, you do sit balls. through the entire film thinking they're not, they're not. There's no sexual chocolate in this movie. <laughs> uh, pretty much every character and joke is revisited in Coming to America too, uh, and the one kind of piece of tension is you go a long way through the movie about seeing any sexual chocolate, uh, but they know how to end on a high. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, yeah. Shall I tap back to, do, the figures. Back to the figures, We can do that now if you want to. Come to America, twenty twenty one, is directed by Craig Brewster, who also directed Dolomite is My Name. Ah. And there's a lot of cast and carry through from that really good Netflix Eddie Murphy. Pretty much what I'd say is Eddie Murphy's comeback movie of him starting to make movies again for the people who loved him in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um. It was released. In March 24th, 2021, and it stars Eddie Murphy, Sherry Headley, Jermaine Fowler, Arsenio Hall, James L. Jones, Leslie Jones, and... Is it Leslie Joseph? No, Leslie Joseph is... <laughs> <gonna write it. laughs>
1: Definitely, Leslie Joseph could not appear. Tracy
0: Morgan. And there's a lot of cameos. Not just from people who were in the original film, there were a lot of cameos. Yeah,
1: some pretty impressive cameos. They...
0: They clearly had a lot of cash to flash, it cost sixty million to make. Yeah. They didn't make anything at the box office in America or the UK because it was uh, released during COVID times. Paramount sold it onto Amazon, who I assume paid a pretty penny for it. Mm-hmm. Probably more than sixty million, so that everyone got their back ends and stuff like that. Brilliant stuff. But it was the number one film theatrical in Ghana and Nigeria on its weekends openings. Oh. Wasn't which is it? lovely to know, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that is nice.
0: <laughs> um, it has an Internet Movie Database score of 5.3 and a Letterboxd score of 2.4, which is why we're covering it here. <laughs> Natalie's face, she, I wasn't sure if Natalie enjoyed Coming to America too, but her face, is, she's not got a poker face when I did the Letterboxd score there, and clearly she did enjoy it, and wonders why we're covering it on this episode. Yeah, I
1: actually thought it was going to be higher, but you picked it because it was a Christmas film. Yeah. Uh, but 2.4, that's yeah. lower than some stuff we've already done.
0: That is right, that is lower than some stuff we've already done. Um, How could you
1: not enjoy this?
0: Idiots. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a legacy sequel for something that was a massive hit 30 years ago. I think if we're being honest, without going into the bits and bobs of it, it's no Top Gun Maverick. It doesn't reinvent the no. film or improve on the film.
1: No, but so few things do.
0: Yeah, but if you are a fan of the original film, I think it's a very nostalgic revisit of all the old jokes and all the old characters and all the old moments mm-hmm. in a way that I don't know what a new audience would make of it. I don't think if you if you came on in the you would go, well that was a good movie experience. But for those of us who watched Coming to America last weekend mm. and had a great time, this was a lovely little uh, lovely little dessert.
1: Yeah, people have had thirty three years to watch the original. Mm. So it's their fault if they've not bothered. And you do, you do get a little Flashback or a summary of what happened in the first
0: film. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> There's two two montages of, of what this happened last time.
1: But I don't think they fully explain or um re reimagine, like re you know recreate it for you. So I
0: think maybe it was a bit
1: pointless doing that. But it was always nice to see the old clips.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm going to go grab a couple of coffees from the McDowell McCafe. Cafe. And <laughs> Are they still called coffees? <laughs> <laughs> <my> coffees, <laughs> uh, And uh, we'll have a little break and we'll come back and talk about everything we liked and didn't like about Coming to America. Yeah, Natalie, why don't you tell me everything you liked about Coming to America?
1: Well, let's start with the legacy thing. I think the thing that I enjoyed most or was happiest about was that this was not Bad Santa 2 or Dumb and Dumber 2 where you sit at the cinema and your soul slowly dies throughout it because very it early on, as well. all over something <laughs> that you really love. Uh, and you,
0: you, both those examples, you sit there and you literally go maybe 15 minutes in, oh, they're never pulling up from this. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done with my two hours? <laughs> yeah, and this, this could have
1: been that. It yeah. could have been nothing more than just the same jokes again or no jokes.
0: Uh, or, or, or really awful, terrible extreme jokes that kind of don't understand what worked in the original versions
1: yeah exactly i I get the impression that the writers love the original are completely aligned with it and and genuinely thought about it and and tried to make a good sequel and they and they succeeded i really enjoyed this it,
0: it's definitely a celebration of everything that was good and great or memorable about the original film I don't think it brings much originality to the table. The few like there's there's probably only one new joke, and there's probably a few plot wrinkles that are there because they couldn't figure out really what to do once they've set everything up in motion. Yes. But in general, I would say this is one of those legacy sequels that if you're a fan of the original, you're not gonna feel any fond memories of being completely shat on by what's happened.
1: No, and and as well they didn't go down the easiest route of just doing the same story again okay Mm -hmm. they may have used tapped into the same joke well um but it could easily have been his daughter going to america and meeting a bloke and that would have been the easiest thing to do that's probably what i expected this to be Mm -hmm. or the opposite somebody coming to uh, you know which kind of it is so so a new yorker
0: comes to Zamunda, and it's but even in that respect it's not that 1980s view of what africa is like i mean one character mentions one very small character mentions uh babies with flares on their face oh, yeah. and ev- everyone yeah kind of kicks him to death for yeah, saying, saying that because mean is a very rich prosperous country and even the neighboring country might have child soldiers but they seem to have like quite a Colourful, nice life on their little glimpse. It's more like a, a nursery with AK 47s. Oh, yeah, I'd love to live there. It's <laughs> <is> really nice. <laughs> uh, what else did you like?
1: Yeah, so um, I like the. Let, let's explore a little bit more, kind of, what they do bring back because I love the fact that they had a reference to Duke and Duke. And I didn't. I, if I thought about it, I, maybe I would have thought, oh, maybe there is going to be. Maybe there'll be a little Duke and Duke reference. Yeah. And. I didn't think about it. So when it happened, it, w- it was a nice surprise. And what they do is, because obviously uh, the wonderful Ralph Bell- Bellamy and Don Amici are both passed on now. No longer
0: with us. They're, they're trading in the sky. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just just to make it completely clear, we are massive Trading Places fans of this house. It, it, we watch it every year for Christmas. It's yeah. probably the movie we watch the most together. Yeah. Um, we should so, have looked
1: that up on Letterbox. Those people are such idiots. They've probably given that a low score.
0: I, I think the sad thing is, if you were the kind of person to get your felt tip pens out and make a lovely bar chart and check every December trading place score, you'd see it go down every year because of the the politics of it.
1: Anyway, if you can, if you can get over that, it is yes. There are bits that maybe you will feel a little bit uncomfortable if you've not seen it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a treat. Every Christmas we watch it. We're going to be watching it on Christmas Day this year with hopefully our niece and nephew for the first time they'll be seeing it.
0: Yes, that, that will be an interesting watch. Some some very impressive boobies are there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're
1: never too long, young to see a pair of boobies. I
0: mean, they tease you a couple of little boobies early on and you think, oh, that's like, that, it's an 83, that's the only tit I'm getting. And then, then the <laughs> out comes Jamie Lee, never showed them before. Bang, bang. Wow. Merry Christmas.
1: Yes, and we know that she's never shown them before because we're informed about that by but Randy in Scream.
0: It, the man is a font of all knowledge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just leapfrogging from one favourite film to another now. We should be focusing on the film at hand. They bring back a Duke descendant. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a kind of a Marcus Brody moment as well for them. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah. We we do get the bu- the brilliant Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal <laughs> moment where there's a lot of uh, press shots uh, in frames mm-hmm. at one point just to give us a little glimpse of what happened in the original movie. But then a lovely picture of the two sisters cuddling. But it must have been a, just a nice moment on set.
1: Yeah, mm. I um I do think that now maybe the press shot thing has turned into one of those standards. It's like an Acme uh, yeah. van or a five 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 phone number. It's like that's what you do now. You use a still because it's. It's so bad, it
0: works. I think the reason it doesn't work in Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls of having the shot of Sean Connery that's clearly a press shot and the shot of... They're on an adventure, there was no time for them to stop and have (laughs) a photo taken in that particular circumstance. Of him looking confused (laughs) as well. (laughs) And you'd think a movie made by a craftsman like Spielberg would have not done a fudge like that. And it does... As much as I'm a defendant of Crystal Skulls, I don't think it's that bad... That is one of the moments that's very hard not to argue against. You can't. You gotta go. Yeah, they did, Yeah, it was. It was a stupid, quick solution that they should have maybe spent another day on.
1: Yeah, Denham um, Denham Elliot looks like Denham Elliott, so I'm sure his estate would have been happy to have loaned a photo. Yeah,
0: it's it's so nice in movies when they go for framed photos of people in the past, and you can tell it's like a childhood photo from that. that's happy yeah. childhood. That's that's a lot nicer when they do that.
1: It is nicer, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. Potato potato we just watched the new trailer for The Indiana Jones this week.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. It's re- it was reassuring because yeah. I was I was pretty worried about it but um I think the, the kind of the setting of it clearly they're back in in the middle east somewhere where they should be mm-hmm. um and it's it's yeah it looks a lot better than um i expected it to be and i think it's going to be better than crystal skull
0: yeah it looks like james mangold's gone listen i'm not going down that route anymore and george lucas isn't involved which i think you know, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I know it's, it's that terrible thing of like kind of yeah the man is equally as responsible for creating two trilogies we absolutely loved as as kids but he shouldn't have been allowed back to the well after no. after, after after the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's people who disagree, but he shouldn't have. It's as simple as that. Moving on and back to coming to America.
1: So aside from Duke, should we talk about the barbershop lads? Oh, why not? Oh, yeah. they're wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think, again. I don't think they get the best jokes in this one. No, I, and it, But just seeing them back's fantastic. Uh. The little guy who's not us in the yeah. hall or anywhere. <laughs> I'm glad. he. I hope they paid him a million pounds. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he looks
1: like
0: your dad. He does look like my dad. <laughs> uh, and he seems happy to be there. Either because of the digital filming or because of... Um, it's not Rick Barker doing the makeup anymore. It's someone who's inspired by Rick Barker. I wouldn't say the makeup's quite as good as... The, the original I do think genuinely when you watch the Jewish guy the first ever time you yeah. come to America you go well that was Bendy Murphy That's- yeah
1: the white face is not that white
0: yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they've
1: used a the kind of grey punty and it, it really shines through uh,
0: but just seeing them bantering again is brilliant uh, talking about gentrification yeah uh, doing all the names at Eddie and uh, Arcinio, uh, It, yeah and you know they get a surprise little revisit towards the end as well but yeah it would have been hard to keep them in the mix constantly, but whenever Eddie and Arsenio do characters in makeup, it was the highlight of the first film, I'd say, and it's the highlight in this film. It certainly delivers the most comedy.
1: Yeah, like in The Naughty Professor. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs> but it works! Like, clearly, it works, and Eddie was like, yeah, we should do this <laughs> <laughs> again.
0: Anything else you want to say about them?
1: Uh, or about the Naughty Professor, uh, about the barbershop characters. No, 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 I just, I think they're great. They are my favourite bit of the original film, um, especially the uh, Martin Luther King uh, yeah. bit and, <laughs> and they talk so fast as well, um, so you really focus on those bits. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's great, it's mm. lovely, I'm so glad. But they didn't overdo it, I think it would have been...
0: I, mean, I think they did exactly the same amount as the first one, but fits into the plot. What else did you like?
1: So some of the new elements, and they, there are things that are brand new. There are characters that are brand new. There are concepts that are brand new. You've got Leslie Jones playing um, the, the I can't remember the name of the son. Yeah, Lavelle.
0: Yeah, maybe it's Lavelle, but that's yeah, that's a bad sign, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we'll come on to that. Um, the son, the the baby mama. Yeah. Uh, and
0: she she's the funniest of the new additions too. Uh, she's got she's got
1: competition.
0: Oh oh no, of course not. Yeah no. Yeah. Um, it's almost like he's always been there. Yeah. yeah, But she's very, she's best served in terms of comedy lines of the Americans. Let's say that. Let's say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she is. She is sort of caricature character of a queen's mother. You know, I I, I imagine she gets it quite accurate. Yeah. Um, And she's got loads of funny lines Mm -hmm. and it's a very kind of energetic, bombastic performance. Yeah. Um, And yeah, she gets some of the best shows. She really does. Yeah.
0: Um, I would say sometimes the film's lacking in original good jokes and she she does does bring it and I really appreciate that. Um, If we go for a quick negative, Tracy Morgan's brought into it and I was Mm -hmm. so excited, I was thinking, Tracy Morgan's going to rip this, it's going to be so good. At one point, they were thinking of having Tracy Morgan as the son. And then uh, Tracy kind of said, "Listen, I'm only like five years younger than that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going like to work. 33. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> uh, maybe we should have made this 15 years ago. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. Tracy Morgan feels a little bit wasted because he feels subdued and probably just happy to get a paycheck.
1: It's actually quite a serious role. Yeah, because he he's the uncle who has been a positive force in the lad's life, who." Mm. Because he's not had a dad, yeah, and so he feels a little bit sidelined um, and jealous when Prince Akeem suddenly turns up. So it's, it's the most serious role in it, and they've given that to a comedian. It does seem very strange. Yeah, um, but there, uh, I, can I be a bitch? Go. On. I wondered whether they got someone and wrote such a good part for the the mama character because Shari Headley is a bit of a dump squid.
0: She, she is but at, at least in a nice way she gets a few moments they don't just bring her back and have her as an ornament in the background mm. which could have easily been what it they did because she, she doesn't really serve any purpose in the plot no but they they at least try and give her some jokes and that's nice
1: yeah but i think when they have scenes together which they do quite a few times yeah it it's, it's a it, there is a, a stark
0: she's contrast prop, she's propping propping up the other actress yeah. Bit, literally. yeah yeah no, I, I agree with that as well but yeah, you know, potato potato you know it, again it's lovely to see someone back who you maybe you haven't seen in all that much in the the intervening 30 years oh god
1: you're so nice I, I, I congeniality
0: <laughs> out of all the people in the car she's the one most likely to listen to podcasts <laughs> uh
1: shall we move on to the other uh rising star <laughs> that yeah. guy i think he's gonna do well who's uh, also new to the uh, Well, film. do you
0: maybe not want to save that particular actor for a later question
1: we're not going to talk all right fine we can yeah we can it, make, it makes <laughs> it there's,
0: there, there's somebody who walks away with the movie and it yeah. ain't eddie bless him uh, <laughs> and we have a question we always do if you're regular listen to the podcast of who was the michael parks film who you know didn't yeah. get the paycheck who really stole the show that i mean it, it, there's so many cameos in this there's so many really talented people in this so many people you love to see back there's only one winner. <laughs> yeah. Know, some someone absolutely rips the ticks out. We the can say we can say
1: pe- people might actually keep listening <laughs> at this <point> as well <laughs> to find out who it is. Um, okay, so we'll, move we'll 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 come back to that. The other thing I really liked, which sometimes I find this really annoying in a film, is kind of the equivalent of when stand-up comedians use a ukulele or a mandolin to hide the fact that they're not funny. Yeah. Um there are quite a few song and dance numbers in it, but yeah. like really well choreographed dance numbers.
0: Yeah, but this is this is something that kind of annoyed me about the film. Again, every time you bring up positive, I do think they're positives, but like kind of Coming to America the original
1: mm.
0: opens with Eddie meeting his bride to be and the number they do is genuinely like show stopping. Mm. It's fantastic kind of tribal uh disco dance. It's brilliant, and they try and do that about five or six times in this. But there are always only about twelve people, whereas yeah, that was well, a cast of hundreds. Doing it. <laughs> but it's well
1: done. It's impressive mm. in its in 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 the way it's done and the style. And maybe yeah, you get more of them. And we will just working in a smaller room. Then,
0: then that is, that is kind of the problem with the film. Like the Zimmern Palace mm. uh, is actually Rick Ross's mansion in Georgia, and they just put up some. African looking wallpaper and ornaments. He's Rick Ross. Rick Ross is a music producer, darling, quite oh, famous. Man. Quite famous. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, um, does he do Madonna? No. <laughs> I mean, probably he has done a Madonna, but. Mm. So, and it definitely feels like a millionaire's mansion rather than a palace, and the filming of the thing looks more like a sitcom than it does. The biggest film of the year, which is what Coming to America one was, and because of that, maybe sometimes they can only fit eleven and a half people into a dance number rather than a hundred people doing a Paula Raptor routine.
1: Yeah, well, that's what you do see very obviously. I think in the first film is that it's a lot of painted, like matte. Yeah, matte. Yeah, yeah. it's, and it's it's lovely in it, but you know they could they could do it in a warehouse if they've got a nice big sheet of matte. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and, and why not? Um... For James L. Jones's two scenes, uh-huh. his uh, his bed scene and his funeral, he didn't turn up. He just did it in a uh, green screen in a small studio. Oh,
1: I didn't know that because he
0: could be bothered. Like, he's, couldn't like, be bothered. The man's he's like ninety. I'm getting old. It's COVID's about. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, actually, it was film free COVID. But he's said like, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'll I'll do it if it's one day filming near my house.
1: Fair
0: enough. And no. No. So he just did it by himself. <laughs> well i didn't realize that, i didn't realize so it, it either matter, i didn't realize it really. either, so he did it very well yeah <laughs> but yeah a green screen has replaced matty but i love seeing a lovely painted background like uh, i think go back to indian jones the one in temple of doom when he's talking about fortune and glory and you see the little shooting star that's all mm. the painted background which is one little bit of animation yeah
1: i think it's a skill that's probably just lost isn't
0: it yeah D- david fincher started filming
1: yeah
0: that, that was his first job at industrial and magic filming those um painted backgrounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know you said that. I think the thing is now, again, it's when you have a painted background, it's for a stylistic choice and it's, it's done obviously yeah. because that's why, you know, it's, it's been done for a reason. Mm. Um But I think it is a shame because, yeah, sometimes you do realise that it's matte when you're watching a film because it has to be. And, mm. and when you think about it like that, it is actually, yeah. wow, that's, it's, sometimes it's more impressive than the film itself.
0: Mm. Um and there are sometimes you'd never know. You literally read about yeah. it in 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 like trivia. I had no idea.
1: But then there's a lot of the um suspension of disbelief, isn't mm. there? I mean you think about all the films that we watched before a certain time, they were all in the studio and you don't even question it. No. Nah. Uh nah. even though when you, you think it, do think about it, you think, Well, that's obviously not texas
0: yeah it's, it's one thing but one of the reasons why i generally don't watch making of dvd extras unless i really 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 know the film back to front already mm. is i don't want the magic ruined i don't want to know how they did that little trick or suddenly realize that's a special effects shot
1: that's true though i think there are certain times when it's worth giving thought to how revolutionary and talented some people are especially when you go back to earlier on like when you think about some of the Laurel and Hardy stuff, mm. and you, you do want to just sit there and enjoy it and laugh, but sometimes you're thinking, "God, that's that's genius." That's that's yeah. the first time they've done that, and that works so well. And a lot of it was Stan Laurel. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anything else you liked about Coming to America?
1: Uh, anything else I liked? Um, yeah, I like the fact that, and it's you know it shouldn't really be something that's picked upon because these are professional actors. But they all inhabit the roles. Yes. But like the main characters all inhabit the roles. I'll you and Eddie Murphy in particular, seem to just slide back in. But with Akeem being like believably more mature and older with, yeah. with more responsibilities.
0: I see. I, I mean, again, so nice to have Eddie back in comedy roles. And I, I love Eddie Murphy. Genuinely do. But I think we could probably say after Boomerang, there was a dip. In his career where his funniest roles were animated
1: or he did uh drama roles like dream girls
0: yeah yeah but he, he made a decision around the around the 90s which was i'm not gonna solely be the funny guy anymore mm. and maybe that was right for him but i think for his loyal fan base we just wanted still axel foley it does cause issues
1: with beverly hills it was cop three it. yeah mm. it
0: does and And you can see a lot of his choices kind of going just trying to edge towards being something else. Whereas if you look at another example, someone very similar, Arnie, Arnie realised comedy is something he's actually really good at. Mm. But he still made action films. He still made yeah, he still made action films. There might have been a few more jokes in them and things like Terminator Three are ruined by the fact that he thinks comedy is the way to go. Mm. But he knew there was you could do a jingle all the way, and you could do an eraser, and both would make money. And saying you could do a true Lies which is nicely in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Eddie never really got the balance right. And over the last couple of years, we've seen him in Dolomite is my name. Well, my name is Dolomite. I can't yeah. remember exactly how that's phrased, but it, it's so funny. Really yeah. good film. Um, and this, and it feels like he's just easing back in. I'm really excited for Beverly Hills Cop Four. Genuinely, yeah. really excited. They make it. I think he's, he's hit nice with him. Now, when it comes to Akeem, he starts off very much like Prince Akeem, and I like that. Just a bit chubby, a bit older, but Prince Akeem. During the film, there's a few times where he's a bit mean-spirited and bitchy or misogynistic, and it doesn't feel like... Because Akeem was such a pure spirit in Coming to America.
1: Yeah, but he's been... that. That's a good... Like, he's been... Ground down by responsibility of having to take over. Responsibility. The film ship.
0: He's, he's done nothing sit in a
1: mansion. He's more like Jaffa Joffa. <laughs> yeah, all right, maybe. maybe. It's, it's very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it? I, I, <laughs> I'd be surprised I, if he's not nominated for an Oscar.
0: I'd say there's a couple oh, of this times. Is old. Yeah, there's a couple of times where the character didn't ring quite as true as to the original character, even if you say there's been thirty years in between.
1: No, I disagree. I think if it was exactly the same, it wouldn't be believable. I think both he and Sammy have, have grown up and have left a lot of the comedy and, and the jokes and stuff to their alter egos. Yeah.
0: And I think that's fine. And I guess we're going to move on to what we didn't like now. And I, I can I say my first, what I didn't like? Yeah. I would have preferred Eddie to be more front and centre and have more jokes. Mm. I think they they spend a good 40 minutes setting up the film and, yeah, he's got to go get a son from America, da 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 da, da. I don't think they knew what to do after that, apart from a bit of light romantic comedy and a couple of retreads of plot lines from the original, but not as spirited. And it felt a bit messy. And every time it was messy and Eddie wasn't on screen, I was going, yeah, what's Akeem up to? And why isn't Akeem involved in the jokes? It's not like we're going to see a spin-off about the, the sun.
1: Oh God, no, I hope not. But yes, I think one thing they could have done which would have improved that, especially considering they were still calling it coming to America, is that you could have had Akeem coming back to New York expecting it to be like 1983. Yeah. 1983? 1983. 1988. 88. 88. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seemed wrong. Um. And... You, you were born
0: when coming to America. Oh, you yeah, yeah. nice. we were alive.
1: Yes, I remember it well. Um And yeah, kind of... There's probably quite a lot of humour you could have gotten out of that.
0: Yeah. I I, I would say I would have quite happily had the whole middle act in America rather than a few scenes. Get a bit more of the barbers in, have Akeem have something to do diplomatically in America, and that's his reason for going over and meet his son. Yeah. And then have the last third, kind of, the stretched out plot we have for the second half of the film this time.
1: Yeah, that would have
0: have worked better. Um, Just because, like, it's... Eddie's not in a, a in a, a book ending role. He's not just at the beginning and at the end mm. to kind of make you feel like you're watching the Come to America. He is in the movie the whole way through but he doesn't have anything to do a lot mm. of the time. And you feel that when he's in a montage and he's he's doing the hip hop walk with his son rather than the princely walk and things like that. You feel that mm. kind of, that's great but I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have Hakeem have like a proper plot. Yeah. Mm.
1: Though it wouldn't be a problem so much if the sun was funnier.
0: What, what else didn't you like?
1: I didn't really care for the sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jermaine Fowler, who's in Sorry to Bother You and has his own sitcom, but we've never got over here in the UK. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: he's, I mean, he's not funny and he doesn't really have much in the way of the comedy. Yeah. So he is... They give him loads of serious plot lines, like uh, learning to be a prince, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And falling in love with the barber, the hairdresser at the palace. Which
0: again is like a weird little choice because she kind of comes from nowhere and then suddenly she clearly is the romantic interest, but it doesn't feel earned.
1: No. It's weird because earlier on in the film it suggests that he might not be actually Eddie's son. Yeah. Because of uh, the the mum being a bit of a hoe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't
0: know if that was a dig at anyone. No. no. (laughs) In
1: real life, like parallels or anything.
0: Um, Oh, Mel. Say it. Mel Mel's not listening to this. Oh, she's, she's bored and she's she's clipped off. Does she not care about who our um, Michael Parks is? I reckon she clicks on our podcast for yeah. ten minutes, Mel B.
1: Yeah,
0: has a good listen, but then gets distracted by Candy Crush or something like that. And it's white noise <laughs> to her oh, now. Oh well, fine. Um, I could promise you, baby, every single second hanging on it. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs>
1: um right so isn't it
0: funny how you get older how your favorite spice girl changes
1: oh baby spice wasn't always your favorite spice girl
0: no it was victoria when i was like
1: victoria yeah
0: who you, you get a bang be victoria beckham
1: well before she was victoria yeah, beckham yeah. She was victoria adams
0: there you go thank you is it
1: adams i think it's adams yeah, okay
0: it? but now it's probably mel c mel c
1: yeah probably yeah, my I, favorite now well she was the talented one
0: yeah exactly for exactly that reason
1: oh I no. don't have a favorite
0: mm. Spice Girl. <laughs> I did buy a copy of uh, Razzle that had Jerry's pre-fame pictures in them.
1: Yeah,
0: was yeah. it anything to? No, it, she was kind of wearing a leathery piece with like a, a fishnet fabric over her breast, but you, so you could see her nipples, but you couldn't. It's not like nude shots, wasn't? that? Wasn't that really seen?
1: Yeah. Well, when I was um, at school and played Spice Girls, I always had to be Jerry for obvious reasons.
0: Because you're the first to leave. um no back to cover to work.
1: (laughs) yeah the sun's rubbish um and that romance as well was really annoying Uh, i I got fidgety during that
0: yeah she's a very pretty girl the both 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 the oldest daughter all the the daughters and um the um romantic interest it comes kind of left the field
1: yeah they are they are um but that, that that kind of Ties into another thing that I was a bit miffed about that you, the daughter character, the eldest daughter who would be queen if Zamunda would, uh, would allow a woman to sit on the throne. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're on her side, but you don't really get much time to build up any affection for her, and she doesn't have any jokes, so that mm-hmm. doesn't help. She's just very impressive with a stick.
0: Again, what I would, what I would have done, and I think the film went through many drafts, so I'm not gonna like kind of. I would have had. It more as a competition between the daughter who's clearly more capable and the son who's a fish out of water in African ways. Because he needs to prove himself as a prince. There's three tests he needs to do. Have the daughter and him competing for... And Akeem kind of going, oh, well, I know my daughter would be the better ruler of Zimunda, Mm -hmm. but politically I need a son. And having to make that difficult decision. That's there in the script. It's just never done the way that actually makes for good cinema.
1: Well, as well, the son could be much more of a dick or could have more far more flaws than he does. And he never really does. Yeah. Because when you meet him, he uh, he puts the duke uh, that he encounters in a job interview in his place. He's very self-possessed and confident and intelligent and capable and good-looking and seems nice to his mum. So it's like, well, all right, yeah, fine. You can be prince.
0: Yeah,
1: All he has to do is learn the names of all the uh, ancestors and... We're ain't that
0: hard. It's Jaffy Joffer, Jaffy Jaffy John, Jaffy Jaffy Jaffy
1: So yeah, it, it just could have been a bit more extra mm. in that way. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, I, I think it's the kind of thing where the, the script has been tooled around for many, many years, mm. and when they actually started making it, they were shocked and go, "Oh God, you know what? We've we've had so many drafts of this, we haven't actually got one we're happy with." Yeah. Uh, and that kind of shows in the jokes as well, like kind of of the new jokes, the only one that really works and is kind of ground to death is keep referring to him as the bastard son. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, again, the first couple of times is actually quite funny, but then you go, oh, you're going to stick with that, are you? (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you didn't like?
1: Not really. I mean, I
0: enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, I don't think either of us are going to say you have to see it. No. You have to see it, but it's it's, it's a very enjoyable legacy sequel. If you're a fan of the original, yeah,
1: I'll definitely watch it again.
0: Hmm. Let's have a little break, and we'll do our regular questions. Yeah. Regular questions.
1: Yeah,
0: Natalie, who was the Michael Parks mm-hmm. of the film when everyone else was just collecting a paycheck? Who put in full effort and really stole the show?
1: Should we say it at the same time?
0: One, two. Three. Morgan Wesley Frieden.
1: Snipes. Aww. Oh! Wesley Snipes. they Wesley
0: Snipes. <laughs> there's a lot of cameos in the film. Do you want to ruin any of the cameos? Well, you've just ruined one of them. Yeah, but there's a lot of good cameos in the film. No, don't ruin
1: the cameos. No, but don't
0: ruin the cameos. But genuinely, you would be surprised at how many um, people of significance over the last 40 years they managed to get into the film. Uh, but someone who's not cameo and someone who puts in a full shift mm-hmm. is Wesley Snipes as kind of the antagonist of the movie. Yeah,
1: but he's he's, he's a bit of a buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a bit clownish, so he's
0: not yeah. too scary. He, he's a bit like Idi e. Amin.
1: Yeah.
0: From the neighbouring country next to Zimunda. Yeah. Uh, he's Nam, got Nambrosia, so. I think it was called. I'm not sure. Uh, I not I didn't remember. make a name. yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, and he's kind of along the lines that if uh, Akeem doesn't have a king on the throne and doesn't marry one of his children to him when it, to to one him of his son one of his daughters then uh he will invade with his army of very well cared for child soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just brilliant. He's so he, funny. He Every very...
1: little bit thing he does, mm. his movements, his physicality, is yeah, deliver yeah. yeah,
0: it's really good. Yeah. It, it, what could be an underwritten role, he turns into a brilliant role. And I think he did the same in Don't Light as My Name. So clearly he likes being part of this little crew. Yeah. And having the showiest part mm-hmm. and really running with it. And it's good to see Wesley back in things you'd want to watch rather than things he's doing for tax evasion purposes. I haven't
1: seen any of those. Yeah, he did a lot of
0: director dvd stuff. Yeah. Cause, 'Cause he had to. Yes yeah. him. And this 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 feels a lot better. I, I, I really like Wesley Snipes. Obviously We Love Me and White Men Can't Jump. Yeah and uh, lots of other films from the eighties and nineties. And his career went off the ball for yeah, obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And to see him be and Wesley Snipes and stuff and, and be the most memorable thing. And I like to say, so physical, like Mm -hmm. genuinely look kind of really knows what to do with his body and his face, whatever the situation. Yeah. It it was just a joy to watch.
1: Yeah, he was great. A nice surprise. I think the film would have been much poorer without him
0: in it. Yeah, I think we probably would have at least taken one point off it Mm -hmm. if if Wesley Snipes wasn't in it. (laughs) Next question.
1: Yeah.
0: Product placement. Who kicked in some cash to have their wares on show?
1: Well, firstly, I'd be shocked if they kicked in any cash. <laughs> I like an arrangement might have been made. But <laughs> well, McDonald's, there's an advert for McDonald's yeah, at one
0: point. Yeah, and it's kind of a jokey advert because McDowell's,
1: yeah.
0: their big mick, mick doesn't have any seeds on the bun. And that's how, <laughs> it's not the same as the Big Mac. So
1: in and
0: the advert... The advert for McDonald's in Queens, it says, we have seeds on our bun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh do you want other adverts yeah a lot of people see. a lot of people kicked in some yeah Pepsi is what you can have in a McDowell's and Zimunda which probably sounds about right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Puma Puma yeah some nice Puma wear a Bulgari a pl- oh yes you right, yeah. yeah there's there's a fair amount of product placement in the film and I assume that covered some of the budget plus grants from Georgia and yet it still cost 60 million which is a little bit of a surprise I think I think everyone got paid full whack on this.
1: Yes. And the cameos.
0: And the cameos, yeah. I mean
1: Morgan Freeman ain't turning up for pocket money. <laughs> no Morgan
0: Freeman ain't turning up for pocket money. He's very good, isn't it? He? He's very good, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> one day Spielberg probably.
1: There's a really weird cameo right at the very end of the credits as well, which no one asked for.
0: John Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, singing the air she's your queen to be. But yeah. slightly better than that. Yeah. But slightly better than that. that. But I was good as Paul Bates. No, that's as good as Paul Who comes back? Yeah. Who comes back? But
1: he doesn't look so baby-faced anymore, so no. it doesn't really work.
0: No. Okay, next question. hmm If you could make one change to coming to America, what would it be?
1: Well, my note to myself is less boy, better boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to steal yours from earlier and say increase the time spent in America and make more of it and make Akeem funnier. Because that would take more time give, away
0: from the boy. Give Keem something to do once he's found his son. Yeah. Like something that he's, he's invested in so that there's not 40 minutes where for you kind of go. And and look, there's Eddie Murphy in the background.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, where would you cast James Spader in this? <laughs>
1: It's difficult because he's a white man and there aren't many roles for... Louis Anderson's role. <laughs>
0: well, no. <laughs> he's back. No,
1: <laughs> James Bader does have experience of working in hospitality because he worked at Baskin Robbins in Seinfeld. Mm.
0: I think there's a really obvious role where James Bader could slot in. The The nephew of Duke and Duke.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because he could be the nephew. Like yeah. the, he, No, he could be the grandson, even.
0: Yeah, he could be. They were old as shit.
1: Because <laughs> 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 um, they could have easily had... Mm. Uh, James Fader as their grandson Mm. in the 80s and there's a part
0: of me there is a part of me that wanted that to be explored a little bit more rather than just be a funny little scene but the interview happens to be a Duke and Duke I'd rather like kind of they were maybe funding Wesley Snipes' coup or something like that (laughs) I
1: don't think it was done nicely as it was it's not like they've got a huge role in Coming to America is it? no went back (laughs) (laughs) went back Um yeah. so yeah, but oh that's that's a really good shout. I couldn't think of anywhere James Fader could slot, but that would be perfect. Mm. Yeah, he must have been their great grandson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um would this film be of an improved by a sex scene?
1: I don't know. I mean you could see what happened, I suppose, when The Bastard Son was created.
0: Mm. There's
1: a non sex scene in it when uh, Sherry Hedley says no. That was quite. That was one
0: of Eddie's funnier bits. Yeah, trying anyway. yeah. trying try to get some of that pussy. Yeah, but
1: uh, apart from that, there, no.
0: there is there is a sexy... Uh Leslie Jones has her her bathing. No, he's washing her. He's washing her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's rude. Is that, you there's, don't two, see there, it. there's two sexies There's the 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 impregnation back in the eighties. That's what I'm
1: saying. You didn't yeah. see that. She, she was on top of him. Yeah, but the clothes.
0: What did you think of that uh, 1980s flashback to? CGI-faced Arsenio Hall and CGI-faced Eddie Murphy. That was fine. Do you know what? First couple of moments in it, first couple of moments in the nightclub when Arseneo Hall's making his way over to the ladies, Yeah. I thought, oh, well, this must be just footage they haven't used. Outside. I would mean, say, yeah. Uh, and That's it fantastic. went really well. When it went to Eddie in the apartment, it did look like a CGI-faced yeah. Eddie Murphy over. It. Pro- I'm not saying this to be mean, but probably because Arseneo Hall's face structure is still lean and, like, he looked back
1: Yes, then, he's aged very well.
0: Where, whereas maybe the computers can't handle someone who's you know stacked it on a bit as they've got older, which yeah, Eddie has, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's not he's not a fat man, but he's a he's a bigger man now. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, yes, but it did it did work surprisingly well in the club, so they give him credit for that. It definitely.
0: took it took a little while for me to go, oh, they've done that. Okay, mm. yeah, um, which which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably the best I've seen it done.
1: Yeah,
0: knowingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, which brings us, I assume, to our last question is... Is there one more? No,
1: nope, that's uh, right. That's everything I've got. I'm doing all
0: this from memory. Yeah, we've been doing the podcast for, what, two and a half, three years now? I'm, yeah, doing it from memory. Yeah,
1: but well, I still can't do the opening. <laughs> it from you memory.
0: Did that great, though, um, from memory. God. You do brilliant. Uh, is coming to America worse or better than bad boys? Now, I know which way you're going to fall, but... Yeah, well, people... yeah, it's better
1: than bad boys. Okay,
0: okay. What do you think I'm going to go? I don't know. It's close. It's, it's another close one. I think I'm probably going to give it to Come to America, but just for yeah. nostalgic value.
1: Yeah.
0: I do think probably Bad Boys is the better film, but I can see me watching Come to America again sooner. Whatever. No, You started asking whether Bill Clay
1: enjoyed it. Oh yeah, no,
0: I was going to ask that. Do you think Bill Clay enjoyed Coming to America? I
1: don't think he watched much of it, because he was, he was, he's been in a bit of a pissy mood the last couple of days, but I think he enjoyed it.
0: He watched a bit with Lion, didn't he? With Lion had to have his whiskers torn yes. off. Yes, he did watch that bit. So yeah, yeah maybe they need more <laughs> more, more, more cat orientated stuff in these movies. But yes, you're right. He did enjoy that bit.
1: Something for
0: everyone. He, he sat and watched that bit. He also watched a Razorhead this week. Like usually when you get a movie on, he might glance at it for a bit and then wander off and do his own shit. Mm. Uh, whereas a Razorhead, <laughs> he was pretty intent on watching it and I'm thinking, "You're only a little kitten." This is too much. I don't think we should let him watch that. I might have given him nightmares. nightmare. Do you think that's why he's been grumpy for the last couple of days? It could be. It'd be nightmares. <laughs> David Lynch is a razor head. Not cat friendly. <laughs> um, right. Next episode, mm. we did discuss watching all the police academies over a month. Oh. Do you want to do it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really well, how, up to it. How
1: far through police academy do we have to get before we get to a low rated one? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking this.
0: Probably like, Two.
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or do you want to do a, a show that encompasses all well, seven? I'm
0: talking about all seven. rip them off like a plaster. We'll watch two a week. You're going to hate me by the end of this.
1: I'm willing to do it. Because then I never have to watch them again. Do you know
0: how bad the last one is? No.
1: It's really bad.
0: Is it really bad? It's is
1: really, that where really they bad. go to Moscow? Yeah, I
0: went to cinema to see it. <laughs> they had a
1: cinema release. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was, well, cabin. Oh. oh. no
1: no. Um,
0: yeah. So, do, do you want yeah,
1: to... Yeah, we'll do it? it. We'll do it. I'm committed. Okay,
0: so... We're a little bit late getting this episode out because of Christmas and throats and all, all the reasons. So probably sometime in early February, we'll have watched all the police. Is this academy. not coming
1: out before Christmas? No, it's
0: out, coming out now. Okay. But, um, but people were expecting it last Friday, darling.
1: Oh wow! I'm surprised we've not had emails.
0: <laughs> to be honest, a lot of people seem to have listened to the last episode again, just thinking sorry, maybe they didn't pay attention to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it takes that second listen to really get the new. More
0: money, you're saying? <laughs> the next Eddie Murphy? <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's who could have played the son, a Wayans. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, a young Wayans. Oh, any of them?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think it's the Tracy More Morgan of... problem again. Yeah. <laughs> We will see you next episode for all the police, all the academy, police academy, all films. the police academy films. <laughs> oh God, and probably the start of divorce proceedings <laughs> in the Carol household. Oh. Merry Christmas, guys! Merry Christmas! Thank you for listening. Thank
1: you.